Grace and mercy and peace be with you, my friends in Christ, from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Amen. Merry Christmas to all of you. It's good to be in God's house with you. I'm wondering, do any of your lives ever feel like this sounds? No, not like that. Maybe, would it be more like this? Is this what your life sounds like? Something like that, maybe? No? Just noise? Just noise? Just a noisy life in the midst of a noisy world? We live noisy lives in the midst of a noisy, noisy world. There's noise everywhere. From the constant notifications on your cell phone or your tablet or your computer to the, to the noise of life, of the distractions and the stresses of handling money or paying bills, managing schedules, raising children, it's noisy. There are so many things that create noise in this world and there are so many voices vying for your attention. You've got salespeople trying to get your money. You've got politicians trying to get your vote. You've got employers trying to get your time. You've got family members trying to get your attention. You have medical issues you're dealing with. Medications you take, appointments that you need to keep, treatments you're going through, grief that is very, very real. You have to-do lists and tasks, parties and presents. There is so much noise in this world, it's oftentimes very difficult to, to, to sift through it all and to hear the most important message. And then we ask ourselves, where is God in the midst of all this noise? Where is he in all this noise? Well, let me tell you the very basic of the Christian Christmas message. This is the Christmas message. Where is God, you ask? God is with us. This is what Christmas is all about. It is about Emmanuel, which is a Hebrew word that literally means God with us. Christmas is all about God being with us. It's just so often we're distracted by all the noise in this world that we don't see him or hear him. Tonight, we're going to, we're going to close this service as we traditionally do year after year after year by singing together Silent Night. We're going we're to dim the lights and we're going to sing together even a cappella on that last verse, Silent Night. But the, the theme of my sermon and of this service this afternoon is the opposite. Noisy night. <laughs> Noisy night because, well, I don't think that that Christmas, that very first Christmas, was all that silent to begin with. Think about it. Bethlehem was not a major city, but it was bustling. There was a census that was being taken, and everybody needed to go to their hometown. And we know how the story goes, right? Mary and Joseph go back to Bethlehem, and is there room for them? No, <laughs> right? There's, there's not room. There's so many people there. So many people. The streets of Bethlehem are bustling, I can imagine, with noise. So where do Mary and Joseph go, as the story is told? They go to the manger out back, right? To the place where the animals are kept. And so there's animals all around this family. 
At least that's how our, our manger seems depicted. Animals, and animals are, they're not quiet, right? Especially if they're barn animals. I'm sure there's all kinds of noise. So you've got a bustling city. You've got animals. And to top it all off, you've got Mary in labor, <laughs> right? And, and let's just face it, oftentimes giving birth to a child is not the quietest of all activities, all right? So there is noise. There is noise. It was a noisy, noisy night. And where is Jesus? Where's Jesus in all of this? First in the womb, and then a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. There is noise all over this place on the first Christmas night. There's noise all over the place. And Almighty God, he shows up. Where does God show up in all this noise? He shows up as a child, as a small, helpless baby. Helpless and humble completely dependent on his mother for life. In all of the noise, God shows up as a baby. And then, to top off all of this noise, we go to a, a field just outside of the city where there are shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. Right? And an angel shows up, and they're afraid, and he says, don't be afraid. Right? And, then, and then, after that angel shows up, a whole heavenly host shows up in the sky and a heavenly host of angels cries out, glory to God in the highest and peace to you. Do you know what a host is? A, a host here in the Greek language, a host is not somebody who's throwing a party. Uh, a host is a military term. It has to deal with the ordering of soldiers. And so when we say there's a heavenly host that shows up in the sky, we imagine a military scene of God's holy angels crying out a battle cry upon the earth. Anytime angels show up in the scriptures, the purpose of an angel is to deliver a message. And the message of these angels on this night, God is declaring warfare. God's declaring warfare on this night. On this Christmas night, God is declaring warfare. How? How and against who? Against the devil and the world and our sinful flesh. God is saying it is time. Uh, he is coming. He is coming. Here I come. The heavenly host of Almighty God is declaring war on this night. I have a friend uh, who is a pastor, and he wrote an article a couple of weeks back, and the title of his article was, My Manger Scene Could Beat Up Your Manger Scene. Okay? My Manger Scene Could Beat Up Your Manger Scene. And the point of his article was essentially that all of us, as we picture this Christmas image, we picture the Holy Family, we picture these angels, Every one of us, I think, if in our American mindset, view this scene uh, through, the, through the lens of precious moments figurines, right? Nice, cuddly angels and, 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 you know, shepherds and all that stuff. Angels, here, angels are, are soldiers of the Almighty God who come and fight on your behalf, who protect you against the evil forces of Satan, these are God's almighty warriors, and they are crying out from the skies. It is on. It is on. Glory to God in the highest and peace to you. Here it comes. There is so much noise, right? 
I can imagine the noise coming from this heavenly host. And where is God in all of this noise? Where's God? A a little baby, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Only God could think of such a creative way to appear in this world. Our lives are noisy. Mine is too, literally and figuratively. Those of you who don't know me, uh, if we haven't met before, uh, my, my wife and I have three little kids, a five-and-a-half-year-old, a three-and-a-half-year-old, and a, and a six-month-old baby. Let's face it, my kids make a lot of noise. Everything they do has noise involved. There's nothing they do that, that doesn't involve also their mouths moving and noise coming out. And frankly, I'm not complaining about it. I, I actually think it's quite fun. It's most often joyous and jubilant. And if we're really honest... I'm often the instigator of a lot of the noise as well. My wife oftentimes has to tell me to, you know, tone it down a bit as well. But a couple of, a couple of uh, days ago, uh, I think the baby, Phoebe, she was sleeping in the back room. So she was out of the equation. She was being quiet. But the other two, Hazel and Max, you know, they were doing their thing. They were playing happily, making all kinds of noise. And then for whatever reason, both of them just stopped. It was quiet, and it was, it was nothing. And then Max, the three-and-a-half-year-old, he very, very loudly, of course, says, Wow, it's really quiet in here! <laughs> and then they were back at making the noise, right? My life is noisy, very literally. It just is. But figuratively, my life is noisy, right? Between the schedules... Between, between the job and, and all the various uh, tasks and projects, the travels, the stress. Our, our daughter, Phoebe, who's six months old, is dealing with some health complications that we just don't have answers to. And there are a lot of sleepless nights or, or lack of sleep in general. There's a lot of noise and distractions in this life for me. On top of that, you know, I I like to pay attention to what's going on in this world. I like to watch the news, but oftentimes when when I watch the news and see all the different talking heads, I get upset, and in my mind I start to dislike people who have differing opinions than me, and I just don't like feeling that way. There's so much noise in this world, literally and figuratively. Uh, Many of you are at different stages of life than me. Some of you are at the same stage of life, raising kids at home, but... I would imagine in many ways your life looks the same. There's a lot of noise, literally and figuratively. You can just change out the source of the noise from my examples and and fill in the blanks appropriately for yourself. But where is God in all of this? You know, we ask that a lot. Where is God in all of this? There are many people, many people in our community and throughout the world who on this day, the day where we celebrate the birth of the Christ, there are many people who are choosing Uh, to not be present in a Christian worship service. There are many, many, many people in this world who who have made the decision to not believe that Jesus is who he says he is, to not believe that he is the Savior of the world. There are many people in this world who have have chosen to, to have that mindset because they would say things like, well, you know what, if this God claims to be who he says he is, if he claims to be all-powerful and almighty and all-loving, 
Why doesn't he just do something about the brokenness in this world? If God is so powerful and big, why doesn't he just come and overpower the noise in this world with the loudest voice and bring an end to all the warfare and bring peace in this world? Why, don't, why doesn't God just come in with great power and might and loud noises? Many think it sounds foolish that God would choose to reveal himself and be born into this world as a human, as a baby? People look at that and say, that's foolish. Many people look at the cross and say, that's foolish, that God would die? That's, that's no way to save people, to die? But this is exactly the way that God works. He chooses the foolish things in the world to shame the wise. He chooses the weak things of the world to shame the strong. We don't need more noise in this world. We've got plenty of noise. We don't need God to be noisier and more loud. We don't need him to be noisier because he's already with us. He's already with us. He's already beside us all the time. This is the Christmas message. God is with us. The Word of God, the God Almighty, takes on human flesh, makes his dwelling. He lives where among us. You know, I just ask you, when you're going through a difficult time in life and you have a friend or family member that stops over to check in on you, in all honesty, you don't really want to hear their opinions, do you? You don't want to hear them talk to you and tell you about all the things you should be doing to make things better. You just genuinely want to know that someone is with you, authentically, really with you, no matter what, no matter the cost, all the time, without end, right? Enter Jesus. This is Jesus. This is what Jesus does. This is the Christmas message. Jesus is born into this world for who? For sinners. For sinners. For sinners like you and for me, God comes to take on flesh, to bear our sin and be our Savior, to be with us, to be for us, to save us from our sins. Jesus is born in this world. And as Jesus lives in this world, he proves that he has power over all the things that seem to be powerful in this world. What does Jesus spend his time doing as he ministers in this world? He heals the sick. He gives sight to the blind. He, he opens up the ears of deaf people and gives them their hearing back. He says to the, to the lame, get up and walk. He says to the lepers, be cleansed. He says to the dead, get up and be raised. He's powerful over all the things that seem to be powerful. And his greatest miracle happened after he died when he rose from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead, opening up the graves and promising the opening up of the graves for all who believe in him. And what did he do after he rose? He spent 40 days on this, on this earth, appearing to hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people. You could go and ask them. Hundreds of people Jesus appeared to. He preached to them and he taught them for 40 days. And before ascending into heaven, he gave us our command and our call. And he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And I am, what? With you. When? Always. When? And how long? To the very end of the age. Jesus, before ascending into heaven, said, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Just pause for a minute. Just pause here for a minute. 
I want you to filter through all the noise. If you, if you, uh, if, if you have noise-canceling headphones, imagine that you're putting them on. We're sifting out all the noise, and I just want this direct message to enter your ears. Just listen. God loves you. God loves you. This is what I want you to hear. Maybe, maybe it sounds overly simple. Maybe you've heard that a thousand times. God loves you. 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 It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've left undone. It doesn't matter how far you think you have run from God, no matter how much you think you may have abandoned him. It doesn't matter how much bad or, frankly, how much good you have done in this life. Jesus came for you. Jesus came for all people. And believe it or not, Jesus is with all people. This is a noisy life. You have noisy lives in the midst of a noisy world. And I just encourage you tonight, in the midst of the noise, in the midst of the anxiety, the fear, the stress, the worry, the grief, all the things you deal with, I want you to know God is with you. And most often, God shows up not with the noisiest voice, but with a still, small, quiet voice. And he can do this. Why? He doesn't need to yell loudly to get your attention. He can, he can whisper to you because he's with you. He's with you. There's intimacy there. He can whisper to you because he's with you. He's by your side. And my prayer for you this Christmas Eve is that you would know this. And not just that you'll know it, but that you'll experience it. Experience the very presence of the Almighty God that you would know that Jesus is near to you. He is not far away because he's with you. So on this night that, again, might be noisy, my prayer for you is that maybe it can be a silent night. A silent night that all the noise would be canceled and that you would experience the presence of Jesus Christ and that in him you would have all peace and hope and joy. In the name of Jesus Christ, to all of you, I wish you a very Merry Christmas in his name. Amen. Amen.